What's up, guys? This is Kim Strickland, and you're listening to Thoughts to Power Leadership in Life. And in this week's episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who I am, what is Thoughts to Power, and where did it all start? What does it mean, and why is it important to me? Guys, this is an episode you do not want to miss, so by all means, let's start the show. What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to the Thoughts to Power Leadership in Life podcast. I'm your host, Kim Strickland, and I am here to actually do my intro episode. Um, I already put out some content to kind of give you some insight as to what it is that I'm going to be talking about with you guys. What's my purpose? What how can I what am I here for to talk to you about? Right. I kind of already touched on that a little bit, but this episode, I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory about who I am, why I am the way that I am. I know it's a little unconventional to do this episode second or after you already dropped some other content, but I don't like doing things the way that everybody else does when it comes to what's trending. I don't know. Call me weird. That's just how I am. Um... But in this episode, I'm just going to share a little bit about why why thoughts to power. What is that? And I'm going to also tell you a little bit about, you know, where I came from. I'm not, listen, I'm not a life story type of person. Most people don't care. They care about their own stories. And, you know, the most of the time that they talk about that, it's just because they like hearing themselves say it. But, um there are relevant parts to my life so far that kind of led me to this point. So that's what I'm going to dive into today. And so if you are listening, uh, kick your feet up, unless you're driving, don't do that. And just enjoy. And I'm looking forward to talking to you guys about it. So um, just to kind of give you a little insight, I am originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And well, it's a small town called New Kensington. So I grew up there in Pennsylvania, went to high school, went to college, uh, Shippensburg University, and I graduated there a set number of years ago. We'll leave those details out. And then I quickly went into um, what I thought was going to be corporate America, right? Because everybody goes to college. When they go to college, they expect to have a career, and they expect to have um, this life to where they get a good job and then they're able to um, establish some good credit and then they're able to buy their first house. And, you know, you see all of these blocks as to how life is supposed to happen. And I guess that's what I thought was going to happen for me. You know, one thing that I remember vividly um, by the time I was 21, 22 is that like I... I I wasn't really a person who liked to set goals. Hear me out. I was goal-oriented. I still do consider myself a goal-oriented person. I move with purpose. I don't just like float through life and I'm just like, yeah, whatever comes, we'll make it work. Like, no, I have agendas and I have objectives and I have things that I want to accomplish in life pretty much down to the hour Um, I'm very intentional with how I stick and how I move. But what I was saying is that by the time I was 21, 22, I didn't have a desire to 
work anywhere for someone else. Like there's no setting in which that sounded appealing to me. And I didn't know it at that point, but I, I didn't know that that meant entrepreneurship. Um, I didn't know that's what that meant at that point in my life. Growing up, I didn't know anybody that was an entrepreneur. I knew people that owned businesses, but they were always there. So I just thought that they were employees. And then over the years, I learned that they were actually the owners. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't look very appetizing. You mean like you have to do it around the clock, 24 hours a day, but you don't work for somebody else? I guess that's kind of cool. But like your service is doesn't have an off switch. And so... I, you know, coming from a small town, I, I didn't really have a gauge on what I wanted to do. You know, back then, that's an undetermined time. The technology just wasn't what it was, right? Um, the way to communicate was how, what you saw on TV and a little bit of internet. But, you know, coming from a small town, coming from Pennsylvania, and even in college, um, you know, playing basketball there, you were in a routine and you didn't see much outside of that routine. Um, so over the years, I, I learned that I was somebody that was not scared to, like, if I saw an opportunity, I'd be like, oh, let me go try that. Oh, it offers this. I'll be right there. Oh, it's in a different city. Okay, give me a week. And I was that person that was just willing and fearless as long as I had, you know, it was, it's funny because my dad raised me to have uh, a certain amount of awareness and street smarts when it came to how I lived. And one of the things that I always made sure, he said, you always just have to be aware of your surroundings. You always want to have a relative, somebody that you know and trust where you live and you always need to know a mechanic. And so those are the things that in all the cities that I lived in, I made sure that I had a mechanic I could trust, at least one relative, and that I was always aware of my surroundings. And so when I got this opportunity, when I started to get opportunities, when I first moved to Atlanta after college, I realized that there certain things in life can't be planned. That's it, that's when it first dawned on me that there were certain elements when it came to the day-to-day -day things that just couldn't be planned. You, there just has to be purpose to it. There has to be purpose. There has to be, um, there has to be a plan, and there has to be a product that you're using in order to provide that purpose to other people. Um, and I learned not long after college, my first job after college, I was working in financial services. So I was like sitting knee to knee talking to people about their, their mortgages, their life insurance, their investments. And I, I was like, I knew my stuff. Like once, listen, once I had the outline and you gave me the resources to be able to study and become good at it and good at talking about it, I would sit across from these families 
that were in, you know, 5,000, 6,000 square foot houses and upside down in debt and interest only mortgages and balloon payments and all, all the things. Right. And I was actually, I actually saw that that was when I first learned that value does not come from things. And, and that was the first time that I got clarity on how I always felt. Um, because the things that were valuable to me weren't actually things. They were um, different. They were tangible, but they were different. Um, they were different chapters of my life. They were different experiences. Those are the things that were always the most valuable to me. Even, you know, when I was in college. Um, and so I realized that that my desire to have value on that far superseded my desire to have materialistic things. And so when I'm working for this company, I realize that um, I'm really changing people's lives. You know, there was a married couple that sat across from me. They've been married for 30 years. And the wife literally broke down in tears because they had five children. He owned his own business. It was a towing company. Um, great, great family, great values. The kids were athletic. They were smart. They were responsible. They were polite, right? All things. And I sat down and looked at this family's mortgage and they were 18 months away from their mortgage payment tripling because they were in a balloon mortgage and they had no idea. They had no idea. And the person that sold them the house, the realtor, was a family friend. Um, and so we were able to um, fix their mortgage keep their payment the same and they would be paying off their house and like with they by the time we we reworked their budget they could pay off their house in like 11 years like we literally the the company that i worked for literally gave me the tools to be able to do that for someone and provide that service and that's when i first became so hungry to put myself in a place where I can serve literally like because after that I literally went to the restaurant business and I became a server and I just absolutely loved it like I was I was good at it and I was sharp and I was in my element like I was my natural everything different places that I could do that but what I realized is that I would go into these jobs these jobs and i would always start at an entry level because i'd never stayed anywhere a long time um and so i would always start at entry level but i always got a job that was like a higher type of entry level right and so i would start at an entry level and then i would just use my resources and figure out all these ways to like get to this position this position learn how to do this learn how to do this learn how to do this next thing i knew i knew how to do stuff in all these different departments um, and so then they would promote me to this middle management position. Then all of a sudden I had to be responsible for babysitting adults. And I was like, mm, this part not fun no more. 
And so then I would find another job and I went into property management and I was at Lowe's. I loved working at Lowe's. If you have never had a job like that, you are missing out. I don't know what it's like now, but it was like an adventure every day. I swear I was like in Jumanji when I went to work. I was, it was so exciting. Like every day was like, you know, uh, Indiana Jones. I loved it. There was so much to learn in there. Um, I literally started, showed up to the HR manager five o'clock every morning. I did it like three days in a row uh, because, you know, calling on the phone and, and trying to fill out an application and checking with the random manager that's on duty that could care less if you're working there because he's already thinking about the other, you know, adults that he has to babysit. And so like, I just kept showing up at 5 a.m. And then I realized that her office was by the bathroom. So I would go in the store and say, excuse me, can I use the bathroom? And then once I knew the lady's name, she was the only HR manager, the only lady that would be back there at that hour. So I came out of the bathroom and I was like, hi, Jane. Are you Jane? Yeah, I'm Jane. How can I help you? Hi, I want to work here. And she literally put me in front of the orientation computer. That morning was my first shift. Um, and I started out as a cashier. And then, like, I noticed when it was slow, because there were so many cashiers, like, somebody would be at the paint counter. And I'm like, ooh, that looks fun. So then I found the department manager in paint. And it was this really quiet girl with, like, long, straight hair. She didn't really talk, but she was, like, good at her job and she was on top of that department one day I asked her I was like can you show me how to use the paint mixer and she was like yeah so she showed me and so then when we had downtime and somebody would be at the paint counter I go over and be like hey can I help you and they're like yeah we're debating on this cover color and this and that and I'm like I think this would look great but you definitely don't want to go if it's going to be in the kids room you definitely want to go with the salmon glass you don't want to go with the satin because the walls are going to get all fingerprinty you want something that's going to be easy to clean up and then the next thing i know i'm mixing paint and then there's another lady in home decor and she's like cutting blinds for an order and i was like huh so you just cut the blinds and they fit the window? She was like, yeah. I was like, can you show me how to use that machine? So, <laughs> and these are the, these are the departments that are right next to, um, right next to the cashier, right? So I was able to just like scoot over and be like, oh, I can help you with that. And, um, and so then they moved me to the paint department. And uh, once I was on the floor and didn't have to be tied to that checkout counter, I was like, anytime I heard customer needs assistance in lumber, I'm like, ooh, you know, as long as there was coverage in my department, which there was, cause I was new, right? There was always a manager in the department. I would go to the other departments and watch the person working using the equipment and just ask them questions. Oh, that's how you do that. That's cool. So contractors come in here and you just cut it. Wow, that's pretty cool. So how do you move it? Like, how would you get that piece of wood down here? You know, and so by the time it was all said and done, within like six months, I was I was in plumbing as the um, the one of the lead lead tech sales technicians in that department. Um, and I was like down stocking uh, water heaters, <laughs> you know, I was using the forklift down stocking water heaters. 
that job was so much fun. But I say all of that to say is that I just absolutely loved finding new ways to serve people. Um, it was a thrill to me. And I'm not a person that sits down and reads a book and learns how to do stuff. I am now, but that's not how I learned. I, I liked to learn through the experience of it happening, right? Through building the relationships and having the, uh, the interpersonal communications with other individuals in order to be able to carry out a service to somebody. And um, so I still didn't know what that meant. And I was like, okay, 20s were fun. We're going into 30s. Let's see what can stick here. You know, and then uh, I got into some sales, got into some property management, got laid off. And I was just like, okay. And so finally, you know what I did? I was like, I got to be still for a minute. Got to figure out what this all means. And that's when I got into the fitness industry because... I noticed that I was not living a healthy lifestyle. I wasn't bad. Like I went to the gym. I was healthier than the average person. But I realized that when I turned 30, things hit a little different. Like um, like things start popping and cracking. And, you know, you try to go out one weekend and you stay out till 12. And the next thing you know, it takes five days for you to feel like you didn't just go out. And I was like, this is not fun. Okay, that ship has sailed. Like, I, I, I'm not about it no more. Like, I got to find new hobbies. And so that's when I joined a gym. And I, but I wanted to join a boot camp because I did the regular gym and I just, it was fun. Like, I liked going at six o'clock in the morning and I made a lot of friends that were retired. Um, but like there was no, I wasn't chasing anything. I was just like, it was like a maintenance task. And so I was like, ah, I don't, I want to do something that has goals, but like, I don't want people talking to me because like, I'm not a small talk person. I suck at it. So I looked up boot camp and this one popped up on Groupon and it was like 20 minutes away. And I'm like, okay. And so I go and the trainer was like, I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but he was like attentive, but like not in a way that it was like too much. He didn't ask me a lot of questions, which I was comfortable with. Cause again, I don't like small talk. Um, but he challenged me and he said, what, what college did you go to? He didn't ask me if I went to college. He asked me what college I went to. And I was like, oh, I went to ship Shippensburg university. He was like, oh, okay. And so then throughout the workouts, he started saying, let's go ship. And I was like, that's dope. I love nicknames. And, uh, and then I realized the one day I was like, the next day I was like five minutes or like three minutes late. And I'm like running in and he goes, Ooh, you only want a 43 minute workout today. And like he said it out loud. And I was like, I like this dude. Straight up, like I'm used to that accountability. That's 
it's pretty good. And so from there, I kind of just got hooked. And then I realized that through my own fitness that I got to a level that I I don't think I was even there in, in college. In college, I was just fast and and I could run fast and I, I played basketball, so I was in shape, but I didn't do anything else to take care of myself. And like now, like I was actually getting to this state to where I was like strong. And um, so fast forward, when I come to Florida, like I just transferred to another location at that same gym. And then I ended up becoming a trainer with that same industry. And then that's when I learned um, that the things that I was doing naturally worked. Like when I became a trainer, uh, there was one point that I was on the road for like a year. I didn't have, all I had was PO box. I didn't have an address. I was traveling to different cities and covering at different locations for this company that didn't have trainers. And so like I was in Chicago, I was in Boca, I was in Vieira, Florida, I was in North Carolina. Um, and so what I realized is that I was thriving. Like this is the most, the sharpest that I ever felt in my life. And it wasn't because I was just like a fitness gym rat junkie, like no. I was going to these places that didn't have the staff that was needed in order to just fill the basic positions. And I was going into these places having to train the clients and find new people to work at that location that actually lived there and train them and continue to keep my own health. And I was training, you know, 30 to 40 camps a week. And I was doing this for months on end, but I was just sharp. And I realized that the things that I was doing during that time was, uh, I was just setting non-negotiables for myself. Like my day was very to the hour. I'm like, okay, I only have 32 minutes. In this 32 minutes, I need to do a 20 minute workout and I need to heat up my tilapia in the microwave and piss everybody off in the gym because it smells like fish but meal prep, you know, it's life. So like, I realized that like, I was doing all this stuff for the better part of a year. And like, I was just, I felt great. Like my, I, I felt like, I felt like what I was doing was so good. And I was like, hmm. And then people started asking me questions. And then what I realized is that what I instinctively started doing for myself um, in those months, I was able to like break it down to layman's terms to where a mother of four kids who was struggling, I was able to shoot it so straight with her that it made sense. There was no beating around the bush. There was no giving her a pep talk because I don't like small talk. And I think that pep talks are kind of small talk, right? And I was just able to, you know, she, I look at her phone and I'm like, who's that? Because she's, you know, this beautiful woman um, that doesn't think that she's pretty at all, that has three kids um, and a husband that is obsessed with her. And she has a picture of 
a woman in a bikini on her phone that she doesn't even know. And so like, this is where, I think this is where people like started to actually respect because like I, I lost my filter. I was just like, explain to me who that is. And like, I didn't, I didn't even think of like how that message could sound to the person as far as offending them. Because she would come to me and be like, oh, I'm struggling with this. And I weighed myself today, yesterday in the morning, in the afternoon, and then like twice before bed. But then I drank water. So then I peed and then I weighed myself again. And I was just like, who is this? Let's forget, forget the bathroom, forget the scale, forget my fitness pal. Who is she? And she was like, oh, no, that's just... That's that's my inspiration. And I'm like, what's her name? She's like, oh, I don't know. I found her on the internet. And I'm like, why? I was like, give me three reasons why you did that. And all the reasons that she did were because uh, uh, were things about herself that she thought were shortcomings. Well, because I don't like the way that I look here and I don't like the way that I feel and we have similar skin tones and I have bags under my eyes and she doesn't. These dark circles, I hate them so much. And I'm like, excuse me, you have a three-year-old, a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. You literally are the PTA mom of the year. You plan date nights with your husband. When you dress up, that you guys, you look immaculate, you know, because of her nationality. She, the cultural things that she did, uh, the dress that they wore, it was, it was just stunning. Like, and so, but she just saw ugly. And then she saw this girl in a picture that was probably photoshopped and, you know, not her real body. It might have been. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. She was on the internet, on the internet, right? So I shot it straight with her. And then I kept shooting it straight with her. And she kept coming back for more, coming back for more. And I would give her little stuff to do. I'm like, you know, you show up here every day. But for what, though? What you doing? What are you doing when you go home? You come here at five. There's a lot of day left. What goes on? And so I started giving her things to do throughout the day that were positive for her. I'm like, okay, guess what? We're going to take five minutes. And instead of you, first of all, I need put a picture of your your husband and your kids on your phone. I don't want to see no more stranger dangers. We're not about that life. Or you can put like a Bible verse or something. I don't know. Something that you know. And so that was the first thing. And it it became astounding to me that it took her over a week to find something because she it was so hard for her to part with that picture. That picture had been on her phone for years. And then that's when I realized that there is there's some straight talk that needs to happen. Because people out there need to know their worth. Like, not in a, you were created to be magnificent. Like, yeah, we know. That doesn't make me want to change anything. I still hate the way that I look. Still feel like crap. 
I'm still exhausted. I still don't get any downtime. Like, thank you for that. That means the world. But like, I only have like three and a half minutes before everyone in this house is going to need something from me at the same time. That's all different. Okay, so you want to tell me something a little more, bit more realistic than that. So that's, these are the women that I was talking to. And a lot of them were brilliant. Many of them had natural gifts and talents. Many of them had, you know, uh, had hobbies that could have been businesses. Many of them were these high level professional women that, um, that were very influential and like just bosses in in at their workplace and they were all women that felt this big this big to themselves and they were carrying the world on their shoulders um and that's when thoughts to power came about and you know what i didn't name it because it was a business i just started calling it that thoughts to power i I didn't even intend to name it. It just was that because I realized that I started sharing my voice in this regard. Uh, I, the A lot of these, all of these locations with this uh, company that I was with has like, they all have private member Facebook pages for all their clients. And so I would just be in those private groups and I would just go off. I would keep it real. I keep it 100. We're going to talk about what I saw in the gym this week. And um, I would I would just peel back the layers like I would I would build these women up with an expectation that was just straight to the point. And it was something that no one had ever done with them before. Not just in the gym, in their lives. And so I started to see the need and I was like, ooh, this is better than like working somewhere and fulfilling a need for someone. Cause this is like, this is like stuff that's like God's given me to say. It's not like a job. Like it's not like running food. Cause I was really good at those. And I made a lot of money in the restaurant industry, but this is like coming from God. And I was like, I gotta see where this goes. So I started to do that. And then I realized I had no idea how to start a business. Hmm, Go figure. I know how to run my mouth. Don't know how to start a business. Um, And so it kind of just got tabled. And, um, you know, some life changes happened. I had my daughter. And so um, then I realized once I had her that the purpose that I had in doing that. Like the value in life that I never really was like chasing, but that it obviously is a requirement because I gotta have a roof over my head and stiff. And now I have a whole nother life that I have to like provide for. Um, so I was like, okay, let's start to think about this again, because I definitely don't want to feel like I have to go work, put myself in a cage and go work for somebody else and be miserable just to sell my time for way less than it's worth. 
And that's what I felt that I would have had to do if I would have gone back to corporate. So again, didn't have a plan, but I just gave it to God. All right, big guy. You know what's going on down here? You gave me the baby. Uh, what are we doing? Because I interviewed for corporate places. I was interviewing and, and just every interview, like it was just a disconnect. I nailed the interviews, but I'm just like, in the back of my mind, again, words are powerful. Back of my mind, I was like, I do not want, this is not what I want to do. Oh, yeah, benefits. Oh, it's great. Oh, I work 40 hours a week, but I get to do it from home. And I, yay, I'd make this much money and get a 3% raise every year. Hmm. I feel like I got more to say than that. I feel like I got more to offer than that, right? And so then I just completely yielded myself. I was like, okay, God, I'm gonna let you get this one. I trust you. And then as soon as I moved out of my own way, like stuff started popping. This YouTube video, I asked somebody to refer me to a business person just because I just wanted to learn more about it. And then it led to this and led to this. And, and like, this is not over a long period of time. This is over like a few weeks, a month, maybe. And then I realized that I got to this place to where, boom, I have the resources, I have the ability to design the framework that that's the power is supposed to be. And the first thing that my mentor told me when I had the opportunity to have a conversation with him is that he said, you need to use your voice, start a podcast. Now, say less, I'm on it. And, uh, and so that's what I'm doing now. And now Thoughts to Power is a full on company because you know what? There are people out there and I always thought that I had to create this magnificent product and then the people, it would solve all the people's problems and they would come and just find all the solutions in this masterful product that's here. And I was like, is that what God did? Like he created the framework, but then he put Adam here. And then Adam did some stuff. Then he brought Eve and Eve did some stuff and then they procreated. And then their kids did some stuff and then it rained a lot, but he had Noah do some stuff. And then I realized that he did not put everything here at the same time the creation happened as it happened with the people as they experienced it. And so I realized that's the power is the, the anointing are these words that come to my mind. I don't have notes. This is coming. What people need, they're going to tell me. And so in doing that, I realized that my objective was to just start talking you know, and trust the coach that I have uh, to help me with the business side of it. And, and I have never felt more like I, I've never felt 
more sure that I was exactly where I was supposed to be. I've never felt more sure about my future. And when I say my future, I mean like what I'm going to be able to provide for my daughter. The experiences that I'm going to be able to allow her to have for her own gifts because I don't have to worry about like the the everyday things that Americans are going to have to worry about. Like paycheck to paycheck, how much does that cost? Mm, I don't know if we can do that. I got to work. I got to see how many vacation days I have left. I'm not going to have to worry about that. I made the commitment now that I will not be that person. And so all this running around, skipping from job to job to jobity job, 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 being really good. And then not wanting to be there anymore when I started to have to babysit other people because they put me in a middle management position. So I would go somewhere else to where I could just learn stuff myself and help the people. And then when they wanted me to manage the people again, because I was really good at leadership, I would go somewhere else. And so all of this, this is me. This is what, this is the vibe that you're going to get. And so if you feel like this is something that you might want to catch a vibe with, every now and again, two to three times a week, maybe once a week. It'll definitely, definitely be on a weekly basis. Then go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. Share this podcast with a friend. There's going to be good stuff here. I promise you. You know why? Because it's not scripted. It's based on real life. It's based on what, what, I catch at the moment. It's based on what uh, what I see a need for. And most importantly, it's based on what God decides to give me to say to you. So if you enjoyed this, um, share it with a friend, comment below, do all the things. I love hearing from you guys. Um, it helps me to be able to continue to serve you in a way that is going to enrich your life and help you be a leader in your own life and not feel like you have to pour from that empty tank, right? We're not created. We're not designed to do that. And we all already have within us what we need um, to thrive because God already created us with what we need. We just got to do it, right? And the way to do it is to uh, use the tools, use the resources, have the mindset that comes with it. All right. So I'm going to hop off of here and I will see you guys on the next episode. I've got such great connections that I've been making with some amazing people. I cannot wait to introduce you to them as this season progresses. All right. So do all the things, subscribe, like comment, and I will see you guys on the next episode. guys i hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you did don't forget to subscribe so that you know when new content drops weekly also if you felt that this information was beneficial share it with someone that you feel could get something out of it as well and as always don't forget to leave us a review we love hearing from you